What the hell are you wearing? Looking like Big Bird's side dicks. Welcome, everybody, to Flick Magnet, the podcast, season two, episode five. I'm your host, Jay. I'm Bob. How's it going? Oh, it's good. Roberto. It's going good. I haven't seen you in like three days. Three whole fucking days. Yeah, we had to come to my house and finish up a fence job. Some manual labor. Yeah, it wasn't so bad. No, it was fine. Once we figured out what the hell was going on with the gate. Yeah, that was was, uh, interesting. Kind of felt like an idiot. Yeah, what do you gotta do? But hey, it's the it's the holiday season, and we're doing our third Christmas movie in in a row. In a in a row. In a, I think in a row. <laughs> so last uh, last well, week last we, week was a Hanukkah movie. <laughs> that's true. It's a holiday movie. Yeah, it was, it's the holiday okay, season. season. So yeah, so we're doing twenty uh, seventeen's. Um, Merry Christmas. And uh, speaking of Christmas, let's drink some beer. You want some beer? I want some beer. I always want some beer. Oh, what is the malted liquor? What gets you drunker quicker? What comes in bottles or in cans? Beer! Can't get enough of it. Beer! How we really love it. Beer! Makes me think I'm a man. Beer! I could kiss and hug it, beer! but I'd rather chug it. Beer! Got my belly out to here. Beer! I could not refuse it. I could really use a beer. Beer, beer, beer. Beer, 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 beer. give me a beer. So, for our beer enjoyment today, the Mad Elf Grand True. What the fuck, dude? Yes, it is 11%. Well, that's normal for the Mad Elf. Here you go. Oh, I get a whole one? Well, split got, it. All right, it's got a fancy uh, cork top with the, the wire all around it. Got to un- yes. unravel it. Yes, yes. It's uh, apparently, it's, uh, I don't, they do something special to it. Gotta look at the box. They all jizz in it. All right, let's pop the top. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> I can't get it. Spit on it. <laughs> Ooh, there it is. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, my God. I did it. All by yourself. Yeah, that's for me. I'm pouring mine. Pouring into Bob's glass. It's a nice plum color. Thank you very much. And go. Also, while we're doing that, Jay, I'm not going to see you on Christmas. So here's your Christmas gift. Merry Christmas. Oh, shit. I didn't know we were doing this. What is this? It's, it's a shock. It's wrapped in a uh, brown paper bag. First of all, you have a draft top. Oh, I just could have used that. <laughs> yeah. You know what it's for, right? You actually put it on top of cans, it pops out the middle section, and you can drink it like a glass. No shit. Yeah, and there's something else in there. There's one more thing. All the way from Pennsylvania, a Mad Elf Christmas ornament. Oh, that's badass, dude. He's fucking creepy, man. <laughs> well, yeah. He's like, uh, you know, the, the le- le- leprechaun creepy. Damn, he's creepier. Thank you, Bob. You're welcome. You're welcome. You'll like that draft top. That thing's pretty sweet. 
Very cool. Very, very cool. I'm going to try this beer. Let's go. Here Ooh, go. it's very strong. Ooh, cherry, cherry, cherry. Whoa. What's, it, it's different it, from regular Mad Elf, isn't it? It tastes like Mad Elf to me. It's good. It's, oh, Mad Elf, Mad Elf is really delicious. Good. I love Mad Elf. It's yummy. Ooh. So, with that said, let's get into the trailer. Is that eggnog? <laughs> I love eggnog. up to know that a guy like you didn't make it to a Christmas dinner table. I'm home! Daddy! Oh, I have missed you so much. Boys, it's stocking time! It is so nice to have you three kids together again under this roof. Christmas is my favorite time of year. Bon appetit! Ooh, I love ribs! Hey, like my family brisket? supposed to be about warmth and tradition if it's special. I mean, really special. Don't be a white Christmas. Look at me. Yes or no. Christmas, bitch. <laughs> That's probably my favorite line from the whole movie. Merry Christmas, bitch. Boom. Punch in the face. So that is uh, the trailer? That's the trailer. To Mercy Christmas 2017, directed by Ryan Nelson, with writing credits to Beth Levy Nelson and Ryan Nelson. Related? The Nelsons. Ah, the Nelsons, starting David Ruprecht. Casey O'Keefe, Cole Gleason, Whitney Nielsen, Gwen Devan, Katie Norman, Steve Bartlett, and Steve Hubble. Everyone's like, who are you? Who, who is that? You? Never heard of you. Stephen Hubble. What? The who only the only you? person that has somewhat some name notoriety is Granny. She's got a long list of stuff she's done and, and I I think Casey O'Keefe was on Two Broke Girls. Okay. She was the blonde and two broke girls. She's in this? Yes. She plays the daughter. I didn't recognize her. Yeah, that's Casey O'Keefe. No shit. She's been in a few things. But I think Granny was in the original Halloween. She was one of the nurses. So she has that going for her. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, look it up. But Granny's kind of stupid in this movie. Uh, She was in Star Trek Generations. Nice. Wow. Not bad. She's very old. She, I could tell. She is very old. Yeah. All right. Let's get into this movie. So the movie's going to start with Michael Brisket waking up in a strange environment screaming because there's blood everywhere. So let's have a listen to that. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. So it's Christmas. No. There he is. Help! 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 
It then says, two days earlier, we cut to an office party and we see Michael hard at work while everyone else is enjoying the party. And they are enjoying the party. Yes, they are getting dumb. Then in walks his boss, Andy Robillard, as he compliments his name. He says, Michael Brisket, that's my favorite cut of meat. Whoa. Whoa. Michael tells Andy how much he loves working here. And then he invites Andy to his Christmas party that he's throwing. But Andy's kind of laughs off and says, I don't got time for that shit. You got I got time. my own dinner thingy going on. Yeah, no. No thanks. This guy seems very sad. Yeah. This Mr. Who, Brisket. Mike, Michael? This Mr. Brisket, man. He's very sad. He's <laughs> pathetic. Very sad, lonely individual. Yeah. Aww. For sure. Andy then gives Michael a huge project to do. And he says it has to be done by Christmas. Cut to a bar where we see the bartender, Catherine, pouring shots for a drunk customer who stands up and says that she has to puke. And she... Catherine tries to get her to the bathroom, but someone comes from out of nowhere and stabs the fuck out of her. Oh, yeah, she is stabbing the fuck out of this drunk. Drunkie's dead. Yeah. Dead. Gone. Gone. Uh, then the person chokes out Catherine as we see her reflection in the puddle of blood on the floor. That was cool. We see an old man with an oxygen hose get abducted and dragged off. Christ. Then we cut to Eddie, a street hustling dude who's scalping tickets. He fails at this and walks off as a voice asks him if he's, hey, you still got some tickets? He says yes, and he turns around as he gets knocked the fuck out with a beer bottle and thrown into the back of a truck along with Catherine and Clark, the old man. Christ, this is, this is weird. This is getting weird. That guy, he's going shopping. He's doing his grocery shopping. Yes, yes. Cut back to Brisket, who is asleep at his desk, as Hot Cindy, Mr. Robillard's assistant, pulls out a comically sized thick binder and tells him that these are the files the boss wants him to have. Whoa! This binder was at least a foot thick. Oh, it, it's it's hilarious. Here's the work you have to do by tomorrow. You probably drop on the desk and you hear a thump. Yeah. Shakes the desk. The desk goes down <laughs> quarter of an inch cut to michael at home at his quote party as no one has shown up until cindy does she says that she saw the the invitation on her boss's desk and says that she thought everybody was invited so he's like they were but no one showed up so they talk a bit michael basically tells her that he's all alone no brothers or anything no sisters and they do some more drinking they both say that their favorite christmas movie is white christmas yeah. Boring. Ah, oh, dude. Talk about snooze fest. Very, very snooze. Then Cindy suggests that they do a secret Santa. Brisket hands her a present, and when she opens it, it's a power strip. He says he wanted to get something practical. It's practical. Oh, it's practical. It's practically very useless. Practical. Stupid. You dummy. You are a dumbass. She gives him her mother's special cookie mix. She's going to make them in the morning, and also, it's her first Christmas without her mom. Now, is it a secret Santa if, you know, you're giving it to another person? Well, here's the thing, Bob. There were supposed to be more people there, and nobody came. Yeah, so it's not a secret Santa. It's a, you're my Santa. Yeah, so it's not a secret Santa at all. Well, why don't you cry about it? Michael shows her kindness, and she then goes to leave, but decides to invite him to come to her family's Christmas dinner. Oh, that was nice of her. Yeah. She says that it would tear her up to know that a guy like him didn't make it to a Christmas dinner table. How you doing? At first, he's like, I don't know. 
I've got a lot of work, but then agrees to meet her in the morning. Cut to the next morning, Christmas Eve, as Cindy picks up Michael, who is wearing a white dress shirt, tie, and red sweater vest. Looking dapper. He brings his comically-sized binder with him. He remembers all her family's names as he asks her if she's sure that he's not imposing. She says that she told him last night that her family would love to have him. She asks him what his favorite Christmas song is. He says, the 12 days of Christmas. Whoa! She's like, me too, and they drive off. They sing the 12 days of Christmas together as they arrive at her family's house. A modest-sized one-story with a basement as it is decorated nicely for Christmas. Did you notice something about these houses, Bob? What What am I supposed to notice about this house? Besides, They're very close together. Yeah. Keep that in mind. I don't, I don't like how close they are together. They're very close together. Very close. I don't like living like that either. No. But there's no reason. We'll get to it. There's no reason for what later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get into this shit. She walks in and is greeted very lovingly by her father and one of her brothers, Bart, and her ex, Philip. Oh, God! Yeah, this uh, this guy, Bart, looks like he uh, is bouncer down at a redneck gas station. Yeah, he looks like he just came home from his shift at the lumberyard. Oh, for sure. Right? For sure, after driving uh, after driving the freaking forklift all night. And he's on his way to go watch pro wrestling at the local gymnasium. I was going to say the VFW hall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to which she doesn't seem too happy about this, about Philip being there, because she doesn't like him. He says that her dad invited him. Cindy then introduces Michael. She says that she brought him for Christmas dinner. Dad says that they would love to have him as Granny walks in and asks... Who the hell is this? Talk about Michael. So they all sit down for lunch as we see that they are having ribs and pasta. Hmm, that's an interesting uh, meal. Yeah. Ribs and pasta. Those were interesting looking ribs, too. Yeah. Hmm. Something's off about them ribs. Something's off. Michael says, ooh, I love ribs. And he does. He goes to town on them. Yeah, well, this man is a rather portly persuasion. He looks like he very much enjoys ribs. <laughs> Uh, most people like ribs. If you like meat, you're a rib guy. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't like meat? I love them. And then the dad brings out some, some eggnog to wash it down. Michael then makes a toast. He says, to great people and good food. He then takes a drink as in walks his boss, Andrew. Andrew greets his family. He says hi to his sis. Michael's like, Mr. Robillard? Yeah, what are you doing here? As the dad and Bart say, yeah, because they're all... They're all Mr. Robillard. He turns to Cindy and says, Sister? Andrew asks Michael how he likes his family as he passes out. Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Guess that was a spiked eggnog, right? Yes. Brisket wakes up in the basement with his hands tied like in the beginning, screaming. Then Eddie is there and Catherine as they tell him to stop screaming like a bitch. It's not going to help. All the screaming they were doing yeah, they- would have Definitely been heard immediately. Yeah, they're they're screaming their heads off. Top of their lungs. Three adults. And this basement does not look like it has any insulation no, whatsoever. There's windows. It's not no. the the only thing I've noticed is a giant plastic sheet. Yeah. Like uh Dexter. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. And if Christina says Merry Christmas. Yes, we'll get to that right now. Ooh. When all of a sudden, a Merry Christmas light comes on as Bart comes into Michael's surprise. As he shouts, Bart? You know this motherfucker! Shouts Eddie. Bart then cuts the old man's rope and drags him into the other room. And behind the plastic tarps, as we hear the old guy screaming and some chopping sounds. Damn. Then in walks Andy as he grabs Brisket and takes him upstairs and ties him to a chair with Christmas lights and tells him that he still needs those reports done. While he's talking to Michael, the dad walks in and is like, Andrew, the game is on. This is just another day for these nutballs. Andy then wraps some more lights around his neck and peels the, the wire cover off, exposing the wires, and tucks them into Michael's collar. Andy asks him if he's in to getting this work done. Brisket says yes, as Michael says that he's got, he's got a way to keep him motivated as he plugs the lights into the power strip that Michael gave Cindy and turns it on, electrocuting Michael. The fact that he's using the power strip to turn it on and off is beautiful. Yeah, it's it's I a, love it. It's a nice touch. It's so good. He sets up Michael at the table to do his work, plugs in his extension cords, and sits down with the family to watch the game. These people are crazy. These, yeah, and, and I like how everyone's just like, yeah, it's her. Right. Yeah, this it's is like, nothing com- to them. Completely normal. Everything's good. Human life. Huh. Doesn't matter. The dad asks Andy if he still has his season tickets. Andy says no, that he gave them up. He's just too busy with work. It's been killer. I don't hear any work being done, Michael. Shocks him again. Then Bart walks up with some uh, bloody parts in a Tupperware container, drinking a Lagunita IPA. Yes, with the label out for everyone to see. I am a huge fan of of that beer company. It's it's a it's it was it's a pretty good beer. I'm not gonna lie, it's not bad. I like the uh, little something something IPA. And he's like, "Hey, what's the score, guys?" Then Granny walks in and tells him that it's time to go to church. Yeah, these these people are God loving church individuals. They go to church. Andy says that they have a bunch of important shit going on right now as he zaps Michael with some more electronic electrocution. Any other kind of electrocution? No. I don't think so. (laughs) Dumbass. It's for me. Dumbass. But Granny isn't hearing it. She doesn't care if Johnny Carson's at the door. They're going to church. Yeah, she's definitely old if she's making a Johnny Carson Johnny Carson. Cindy walks in dressed to the nines. Like a whore. Whore. Philip says... You look amazing, darling. Cindy gives him the death stare and says, Don't call me darling, you fucking... Yeah, yeah this, this... What's with this guy? This guy sucks. It's an ex-boyfriend. He's just... He's wimpy. She denies it, though. She's like, No, we were never an item. But... And this guy's clearly, clearly gay, too. He acts oh, yeah. like he's gay. Yeah. Like, very flamboyant, oh, not yeah. hiding it. Well, he quotes Oscar Wilde. Okay. Oscar Wilde is very much gay. Cindy sees that Granny's putting on her fur coat and reads her the riot act. She tells her to take that off. 
The places where they make those coats are slaughterhouses. Michael gets shocked again. Am I supposed to be hit in the face with irony? Because that's a f- <laughs> fucking mallet to that's the face with awesome. irony. They're inhumane, she says. <laughs> God. Cindy looks at, at Michael all wrapped up and she stares at him and says, she can't believe this and walks over as everyone surrounds Brisket. She says that she just set the table and now there's blood on it. It was a very nice white tablecloth. No, but it, it's like she acts like she sees uh, Michael for the first time being restrained and like, tortured. And she's like, what the fuck's going on? And you think she's going to say something about that until she gets there and completely ignores him. He's not even there. She's like, who stained my fucking tablecloth? And then they all ha- start having a conversation all around. Yes. <laughs> Brisket, who's just sitting there <laughs> being tortured, being it forced to work. Exist. It's hysterical. It's it's like he's a like a dog or like a parrot. You're just talking around. Yes. Him. Yeah. She says, I could just kill somebody. And he's like, my bad. And they put Michael in the basement and they go to church. Eddie asks who he is, as does Catherine. Eddie and Catherine tell Michael how they got there. Eddie asks if they have if they have anyone out there that would be looking for them. Michael and Catherine say no. This sets Eddie off. He says, nobody? Catherine flips it on him as Eddie says, of course somebody's looking for me. He looks down and pauses and he's like, ain't nobody looking for me. They scream for a bit as some ornaments break. They hear that the, the fam has come back from church. Catherine says that she hates fucking Christmas as the sign comes back on. Bart and dad come down. The dad's talking about the game. Dad says that he he snuck out to check the score during church. He says that he perfected that trick when their mother was still with them. Eddie says, I bet she was a bitch. Yeah, that was not <laughs> a smart move, Eddie. <laughs> what did you just say? The oh, dad said. what? He's like, you heard me. Fuck you, motherfuckers, <laughs> and your freak show family. <laughs> they cut his rope and drag his ass into the cutting room where they put him on top of a stainless steel table, secure him. They decide that they're going to need legs because Granny's going to teach Cindy how to make her sweet, sweet pineapple marmalade. So they put on their aprons, and Bart starts whacking Eddie's leg just below the knee, just below the kneecap, as Bart and his dad continue their conversation about the fucking game. Look, the one thing I want you to understand about what I'm saying is the free throw. The Devils just need, a, they need some solid defensive players on the team. Tough cut. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, look that way. Oh, that's so good. I just, oh, it, this whole scene is just This bonkers. movie is, oh, I love it. Eddie passes out from the pain and then gets welcomed back to, the, to this madness when the dad sears the wound with an iron. Yeah, you just literally hear the sizzling. So they cut off both his legs. Yeah. And then they cauterized the wound yep. with a fucking iron. <laughs> I mean, it's smart. What is this? <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Then Andy comes down and brings Michael back upstairs to continue working. Andy gets a little sentimental for a moment with Mike, but quickly goes back to zapping him. 
He's like, yeah, so why are you doing this, Zap? Yeah, they, no, uh, Andrew, Andrew was being sentimental, talking about like his mom and shit, and then he was like, wait, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking scumbag asshole. Ah, He's the worst person in this movie. Yes, he is. Besides, uh, besides Gay Boy, that guy's just terrible. Oh, Philip? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he sucks. Michael pleads with Cindy to let him go, even helping her out, setting the table. He tells her that the, the girl he met last night isn't like this. But she's she's ignoring him. She's, you're not here. You're not a real person. Yeah, you're just meat, dude. Yeah. Philip, by the way, keeps trying to get Cindy to go out with him and being really annoying by quoting random famous people. Granny's giving Cindy shit for not having dessert started and for those legs not being in the oven yet. Philip then chimes in with, quote, like Nelson said, Food is the fuel that drives a family to dot, dot, dot. Cindy snaps and stabs him many times in the chest with a pair of scissors that she just used to cut a rogue string on Granny's stocking. Cindy's like, shut the fuck up, you dumb son of a bitch. And she just fucking goes to town yes. on this guy. She is just stabbing him. She steps away, covered in Philip's blood, as everyone just looks on like, this is nothing. And says that she's sorry that she yelled at Granny. Dad then says that, why don't they have mincemeat pie for dessert tomorrow? We could use Philip. Everyone agrees. Yeah, let's use Philip's dead body for our food. Cool. Great idea. Yeah, seriously. Nice. All while they're trying to have nice family stocking time. Yes, this family at the core is good. Is they have good family values. Yeah, they're having a nice traditional family <laughs> yes. Christmas where they murder and eat people. <laughs> yeah. That's the only downside to this family. They eat humans. That's bad. While this is all going on, Brisket is scooching across the floor, yelling for help as someone is ringing the doorbell. It's a cop, and it's Bart's girlfriend. She'll be having dinner with them. And he's like, uh, what? She's a cop. Dispatcher, actually, Denise says. Bart brings her in, and they stand over Michael as Bart says, This is Michael. He's Christmas dinner. But then, Bart then takes Denise downstairs and is showing her on Michael where all the best cuts of meat are. As Catherine looks on, like, what the fuck? It's like, over here is the best ribeye. Here is the, the, the flank steak. Bart says that you have to keep them alive as long as possible for freshness. But that doesn't mean we, we can tenderize. We can't tenderize a little bit. As Bart starts cutting into Michael with his electric carver knife. Just like the one I use on Thanksgiving. Catherine freaks out and bites Bart in the ankle. This pisses off Denise, who beats the shit out of Catherine while saying, That's my man, you bitch! Nah, she's fucking her up. Yeah, kicking her in the gut. Bart stops her after a while and says, Hey, we don't want to spoil the groceries, right? Yeah, seriously. Don't beat your meat too much. Don't beat it. You can get a little scab sometimes, and then you can't beat it. You can't. Then you have to stop. You got to leave it alone for a while. It gets all chafed. It does, and it's sore. You don't want scars on your pecker. That's all I'm saying. They then move Eddie off the table and put Philip on there. Andy sees Eddie crawling and says, holy shit, is he still alive? They tie his hands and get into where where the minced meat pie comes from. As Andy talks about how uncomfortable he is about Denise being there. They have another regular family conversation over dead bodies. 
Dad looks at a diagram of a cow and says that the meat comes from just behind the haystack. The poop shoot, says Bart. The colon, to be exact. That's fucking gross. Yeah, so they're going to cut out this guy's, you know... Shit Shit maker. Shit maker to make mincemeat pie. It's disgusting. Fucking British. That shit's disgusting. That is a British thing. Yeah. Mincemeat pie. I mean, granted, I've never had it. Might be delicious. I have no idea. Yeah, okay. Sounds gross, though. Yeah, it sounds absolutely disgusting. Sounds gross. Then Bart and Andy argue about Denise while they are cutting into Philip's bare buttocks. Upstairs, the family and Denise sit down for dinner as Eddie's leg is the main course. But before they dig in, they say grace. Yes, they all pray. Come on, man. And this roast is this, it's just a fucking human leg. <laughs> it's, it's you see Eddie's foot, leg with, with a glaze on it. It is disgusting it's so looking. so gross This looking. is fucking gross. And the toes are there. It's like... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I got a drink because Oh, man. Disgusting. Go ahead. Uh, Andy says that Denise should go first, being that she's new. He says that she must eat that if she wants to have Christmas dinner with them. Part of the ship, part of the crew, part of the ship, part of the crew. Bart cuts off a little piece of Eddie and serves it to her. Get a little bit of ankle meat here. They're they're eating somebody that's alive downstairs. Well, well, they're not, they don't know. Yeah, they just figured out he's still alive. They do, because they tied his hands. They tied his hands up. He's like, you're still alive, motherfucker? She puts it in her mouth and chews on it for a bit and eventually says that she loves it. Yummy! Back in the basement, Michael's going on about what Christmas is supposed to be. It's about... Hang on, hang on, hang on. It's about family. It's about having a white Christmas and love. Catherine says that Christmas is dead and family suck. Christmas sucks. Fuck Christmas. Yeah. As Michael starts crying. No. <laughs> This guy, it's hard to root for this guy. This guy's He's a, a fucking bitch. bitch, man. Jesus. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying in Gilmore's getting murdered. There's no crying in being a murder victim. Come on. So Catherine tries to cheer him up with a joke. She asks him which reindeer had the worst manners. She says, Rude Dolph. <laughs> Stare. Hey, Jay. Yeah. I was at the supermarket the other day, and I saw a snowman by the carrots. He oh, was, yeah? He was picking his own nose. Oh! <laughs> Do you know what a snowman has under his pants? Snowballs! What? You, you know what? Hang <laughs> on. There you go. <laughs> Do you know why you don't lend us uh, elves money? Because he always come back a little short. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you know why... uh, Oh, there's more. You know why reindeers yell at you? Because their horns don't work. (laughs) 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 All right, last one. Do you know where Santa? How about new? You know where Santa stores his coat in his closet. You dick! <laughs> he told me I needed to extend this one a little bit. Here's some bad Christmas jokes. I love it. Uh, That's naughty. <laughs> 
You know what kind of key? Do- uh, you know what kind of key doesn't open any doors? A turkey. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bitch. Back upstairs, the fam finishes their lovely dinner of Eddie, and Bart tells them that he and Denise are getting married. He's like, married? Oh no, married. The brother is pissed. Married? What the? F- Fudge, Mary. He, this guy's angry. Like, how, oh, yeah. how dare you decide to get yeah. married? And he hates this as his dad takes him outside to talk him down. It's like, listen here, bitch. Mm-hmm. They're getting married. Dad basically tells him that their mother was new to their lifestyle, but took to it very quickly, like Denise will do, or has done. She did just eat Eddie after all. Yeah, she, she, she said it was she delicious. Ate, she ate some ankle meat. And it was dark meat, so it was like had more fat too. <laughs> well, it was that glaze. It was the glaze. It was the glaze. Was the glaze. Pineapple glaze? I oh, yeah. Was. Pa- yeah. Denise goes to leave, but Bart tells her to stay the night. She agrees. Bart goes outside where Dad and Andy are, and he offers them a congratulatory cigar. Dad takes one as well as Andy. But Andy holds it up and then snaps it in half and storms off. Andy goes downstairs to try to get Michael to finish his work as he electrocutes him and kicks Catherine in the gut over and over. Michael says that he doesn't want to do this. He says that he's not even the best statistical analysis man in the office. But Fred's not willing to go the extra mile like him. Work is his life. Michael asks why he's doing this. Michael says because, one, his family likes their steaks with heavy marbling. And two, because nobody's going to know that he's gone just because there's an extra donut in the break room. Andy lashes him with a wire to the face and tells him to finish it. He says no. So Andy starts choking Catherine until he says yes. Uh, he's, he's like, what well, he's choking her. He's like, do it, do it. And she's fucking, she's dying She here. is dying. Dude, this this guy's just throwing a hissy fit. He's throwing a hissy fit because his yeah. brother's getting married and he's a little bitch. That's fine, because, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Cut to some carolers outside singing Silent Night as we get shots of everyone peacefully sleeping. They're singing. They're, in they're, their beds. They're singing. They're singing outside. Yes. How come these people are screaming? They're standing right outside they're right, the they're house, right there, in a non-insulated basement with with windows yeah, in it. This basement is cinder block, and that's it. Oh, you can hear from that basement yes, for sure. Everyone except Andy, who is at the dinner table with Brisket, shocking him over and over as he continues to do the work. Cut to the next morning. Michael is down in the basement, dreaming, dreaming or remembering a moment when a pissed-off employee came into his office. I believe her name was Pam. Hmm. And she's bitching about how she didn't get an invite to the company Christmas party. All she got was a pink slip. She tells Michael, or Matt as she calls him, and says that he should get out of there while he's still alive. He says that he's not going to do... He's not going to do that. He's got to get his work done. And over to Mr. Robillard. Dude, the guy is trying to kill you. Yeah. And you're worried about giving well, this him is, work? Well, this is before this happened. He's remembering. This, this, I've, I've, we're just going back over yeah. how big a bitch this guy is. It, it, he is. 
Pam says, screw Mr. Robillard. He'll eat you alive and spit out the bones. Boy, was he right. Boy, was she right. She was. So he wakes up and sees Eddie's cutting his zip ties with a piece of those broken ornaments from earlier. Michael says, you're alive? No, Michael, he's dead. You're not seeing this, really. You fucking moron. Eddie gets free and says that they're getting the fuck out of here. Michael, the simp, says, I don't want to lose my job. Go fuck yourself, Michael, you piece of shit. I want Michael to die now. At this point, oh yeah, I want him to be killed. I don't want to lose my job. You're more worried about your job. Your job's trying to eat you. Your boss wants to kill you and eat you. <clears throat> Seriously. Eddie goes to set him free but says to help Catherine first. But Catherine is pretty banged up. She's in bad shape. She's fucked up. Yeah. She's dying, man. She tells him to go and help as Eddie sets Mike free. They sneak upstairs with Eddie strapped to Michael's back with Christmas lights and equipped with the iron that they use to cauterize his legs. Bob? Yeah. They hide in the closet as Denise tells Cindy all about the way Bart proposed to her. While this is going on, Eddie's losing his shit and is trying to control his rage. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna fucking, fucking kill you. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna fucking kill you. Fuck. They make it out to the front door as Eddie starts smacking Michael's butt like a horse to get going. He's like, oh, come on, get it out. Yeah, he's whipping him. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Denise leaves and gets to her car. Bart calls her on the phone to wish her a Merry Christmas and he'll be seeing her tonight. She hangs up and then Eddie beats her with the iron. Kills her. I love this scene. <laughs> He's like, were they were they good? Was it good? Was my legs good? Yeah, this this was a fun. This was a pretty good scene. Eddie, best character in the whole movie. So they can't take the car because Eddie broke the key off in the ignition during his rage and is yelling at Michael for them to go. Michael says, no, he wants to go back for Catherine. At first, Eddie's, he's not having this. No, he's I like, want to leave, like, asshole. Let's go. But he, he comes around. Uh, Michael's like, to which house, Eddie? To which good family are we going to go to? Because you don't know. They're all putting on appearances. So they go up to the front door as Michael grabs a plant hanger on the way. They ring the doorbell as we see that Andy sees that they have escaped and yells, Brisket! Granny answers the door as she thinks it's carolers <clears throat> because Eddie is singing. We see Eddie as she answers the door and he says this. Merry Christmas, bitch. <laughs> Granny goes down like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, she did. Then Michael says, I'm really sorry, Granny, and finish her, finishes her off with the plant hanger. She's dead. Hilarious. <laughs> then in comes Dad and Brisket, hits him with the uh, plant hanger as he goes into the tree as he and the tree fall down. Then Michael stands over Dad and says this as he's about to kill him. I'm sorry. 
Michael. You can do it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Yeah, he's the hype man. <laughs> God damn it. This is hilarious. Here's, a, here's another thing. <laughs> here's another thing. How are people not hearing this? That's my point. This is a small neighborhood. It's also a very small house. Yes. This house is that big. This is crazy. Then in walks Andy as he tosses the stoop, stupidly large binder on, on the table and says that they have work to do. Then chaos ensues, Bob. Chaos. Here we go. Catherine comes up behind Cindy as the boys are fighting and says, Daddy's dead, bitch! As her and Catherine fight in the kitchen. We go back to the living room. Michael yells, Unplug! Unplug! As they unplug the lights, as Eddie drops to the ground. Back in the kitchen, Cindy slashes Catherine with a knife as Catherine squeezes Cindy's tit. Oh, yeah, she's giving her a titty twister. But Cindy gets the upper hand as she lands some right hooks. Back in the living room, Bart tosses Eddie on the couch and starts to stomp him out. Oh, he's stomping a mud hole in this guy. <clears throat> and walking it dry. Andy is using Michael's face as a punching bag and says, there are two kinds of people in the world, the workers and the people who tell the workers what to do. Back in the kitchen, a bloody Catherine has her head slammed on the counter as Cindy tries to chop her hand up in the garbage disposal. But Catherine is able to grab a rolling pin that is nearby and bops her in the head and then mushes Cindy's face in a pile of flour. Back to Andy and Michael. Andy's on top of him as he says that it's time for him to die as he tries to choke him out. Bart is still stomping on Eddie. Bart says that she was his pretty little flower, my baby. Eddie says that his bitch looked like a man. <laughs> this was good. Andy yells for Bart as this distracts him enough for Eddie to roll off the couch and Michael to get the upper hand on Andy. Michael straddles Andy and starts wailing on him and says that he doesn't know him. He's Michael Brisket, not just another guy at the office. He then wraps some Christmas lights around his neck. As we cut back to the kitchen, Cindy's face is still in the pile of flour as Catherine beats her repeatedly in the head with a rolling pin. Similar to that. The Christmas rights uh, lights that he's wrapping around the guy's neck is the ones he was wearing before. Yes, the one he was using. It's to... very important to know that. The ones he was using for this. It's very important that you know that. Yes. That's what comes up. Oh, yeah. For what's coming. For sure. Back in the living room, Michael is continuing to choke Andy with the lights as Eddie goes for the cleaver, but Bart steps on his hand. This doesn't stop Eddie's mouth as he says, Bitch had a real fat ass. <laughs> what's wrong with that? Nothing. Bart says, fuck you, as he plunges the meat cleaver into Eddie's back. Michael screams, no, Eddie! As Andy, <clears throat> Mike Tyson's Michael's ear, as Michael scurries to plug in the lights that are around Andy's neck. He does, as he gets a taste of his own medicine. He's getting zapped. 
as Bart comes in and yells at him to turn it off. But Catherine comes running in and stabs Bart in the chest as Michael says, Mr. Robillard, I quit! As he tosses the bowl of eggnog onto his face, which then catches on fire. And his face is now creme brulee. Creme Creme brulee, yes. Brulee. You You got it. He's dead. And digital fire, Bob. Yes. Michael then goes over to help Catherine as we get camera shots of the Robillards all dead. Michael carries Catherine out front as he holds her in his arms while sitting on the ground, overacting. Both of them. Oh, yes. Michael keeps saying that he's sorry as Catherine tells him to shut the hell up. Michael then says that he doesn't think it's going to snow. To which Catherine says, it's Southern California, you dumbass. I know, but I was still hoping, he says. Just then the caroler sees them and is like, oh my God. Michael tells him to call 911, and they do. That's the movie. That's that's the whole movie. Did you uh, see the, the closing, the, the post-credit scene? Yes. Eddie lives. He is alive. He's still alive. Alright. On to reviews. Alright, it's review time. You want some more of this? Uh yeah, a little more. It's strong. So, uh, there's no uh, critic score for this movie on Rotten Tomatoes. No. It does not have enough reviews. And it's 50% audience score. And also, IMDb gives this movie a... uh, Let me load it back up. A 5.3 out of 10. Not bad, man. Not bad for IMDb. IMDb is usually a lot more harsh. This movie's fun, man. So, it's, it's... It's... I'm just going to uh, pull up a couple of reviews because there's a lot of reviews on this. Why why don't I start? Go ahead. My first 10-star review. The final 16 minutes is worth the price of admission. Should be a bloody cult classic. I agree. This must be the most underrated horror-slash-comedy film ever. The summary lets us know this is likely the first-ever Christmas-slasher-cannibalism-comedy-horror film. The action is relentless- Humor and much horror related to a run-of-the-mill Xmas cannibalism flick. I often view the final 16 minutes of the film. It is riveting, memorizing, unique in film annals, and unforgettable. Uh, Oh, he goes on. Hang on. Do you recall Monty Python's Black Knight fighting on even after he loses one limb and then another and another? Oh, get the fuck out of here. Fuck you. That was one of the greatest comedy bloodletting scenes ever to put on film. The final 60 minutes of this film pays great homage to the Black Knight in ways you oh, must see for yourself. You're I guess, f- such full of shit. I guess he's referring to Eddie. How he just yeah. th- keeps fighting and doesn't die. He loses both legs. As I'm losing my voice. It is not a homage to the Monty Python series. The editing of the final scenes with gore galore is done in such a bloody, tasteful manner that no one need turn 
from the scene despite the absolute carnage. Amazingly delightful. This entire film should be a cult classic for some. Final scenes for Of the most unique... Not really. I guess the face, digital fire, that's not really gory. That was gory at all. Fun death battles over filmed, including the role of a punch bowl. If you don't get this film, be sure to at least view, you guessed it, the final 16 minutes. Odds are, you will never forget it. All right. Elliot S. He got a (laughs) five-star review here on Rotten Tomatoes. An insidiously disturbing Christmas horror film with minimal comic relief. Mercy Christmas is about the best Christmas horror film made. The insensitivity depraved unleashed upon the victims for the better part of the film with the anticipated turnabout where the battered and the brutalized captives fight back make this film a holiday winner. Could be my new favorite Christmas film. Went into this not expecting much, but hoping to be pleasantly surprised. And boy, was I. Not sure everybody will get it, but I adored the black humor and laughed my way through it. While at the same time, lapping up the horror element for anyone loving The Office, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Wrong Turn, and Bad Santa, it's a must-see. Lesson to be learned is don't be put off by a low rating. Just give it a go. Happy Christmas. All right. My uh, my last five-star review. By Soups. The best and worst horror Christmas movie, but it's fun. Get those legs in the oven. If the Texas Chainsaw Massacre were a Hallmark holiday movie, it would be Mercy Christmas. No, oh, full fuck yourself. Which celebrates the importance of Christmas traditions in the company of a wonderfully deranged family of suburban cannibals. I knew nothing about Mercy Christmas going in, having picked it at random from numerous low-budget Christmas horrors on Amazon Prime. I was very happy, then to find that the film was not only very entertaining, but one of the most original and fun festive horrors I have ever seen. Forget the overrated Black Christmas. Black Christmas sucks, by the way. That is a dumb movie. This film is about as black as it gets. A deliciously demented tale with a really warped sense of humor and a mean streak a mile wide. It takes a while to get going, and the low budget is evident. (coughs) But stick with it, because it gets progressively more crazy and bloody as it goes along. Culminating in a gory finale. Another gory finale. Act that is as funny as it is jaw-droppingly violent. Well, I guess uh, Catherine bashes in uh, the, the daughter's head. I forget her yeah, name. Yeah, but you don't see it. You just see her face. You see a little bit of blood. Yeah, and you see and you see mostly her face it's in the gory, yeah. No, it's not gory at all. So I want to go to negative Let's reviews. Go. Let's go. A two, I only got one review. It's a two-star, and it's by someone called Unexplainable. Whoa. It was okay. I wish there was more story to it, though. Why are the people cannibals? How do they pick the people to eat? Do they really just roast a leg and eat it that way? Or did they prep it somehow beforehand that we didn't see? Yeah, pineapple marmalade, Yeah, they mentioned the glaze, dummy. Uh, garbage. Please, all capitals. Please don't waste your time. This is pure rubbish. Okay. You got any more? I have one more. Uh, quote, B-movie. This was on an internet list of recommended Christmas horror movies. In fact, it was one of only two I had never seen. The other starred a professional wrestler. Hmm. What? What's that movie? No clue. Oh, God. We did that last year. Mm-hmm. Santa's Sleigh. That's a great movie. I feel deceived. This is as low budget as low budget gets. The script is crap. 
The acting is amateurish. I can't believe this garbage was in the same list as Black Christmas. I'll take this over Black Christmas. Thank you. Too bad I can't award zero stars. We did last week. There you go. That's reviews. Yeah, that's reviews. a lot of trivia for this movie. There is no trivia for this movie. I uh, I got this. In 2017, Mercy Christmas won the Best Kill Award in the Sin City Horror Festival in, in Las, Las Vegas, Vegas, Nevada. And was nominated for the Best Comedy Award at the Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival in Buffalo, New York. That one? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the only, it. That's the only one I found. That's all there is. is televised. Maybe we'll see Ricky Starks live in person when we go. That would be nice. Bob, I, love, Bob, I, love, I love Ricky Starks. Bob and I are going to a live Dynamite here in Jersey in two weeks. They're cheap. It's my first professional, like real professional me too. It'll be fun. Like wrestling. I've gone to like indie shows before. With you too. By the pool. Yeah, by the pool. That was insane. Alright, this is our reviews. I'll start. Go ahead. Uh, I feel this movie is definitely a low budget movie. For sure. You can't argue that. Uh, there's not a lot. It's, you know, it takes place in a house. You know, it's on location. I thought the acting was okay. It wasn't great. This was an original movie, and it, I found it to be hysterical. I couldn't tear my eyes away. I love this movie. My kids love this movie. I will watch it. I've seen this like at least six times already. Uh, this is seven for me. A, a seven? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, this movie is bonkers. It is insane. There's barely a plot. There's barely any dialogue. It doesn't make sense most of the time. They're a cannibalistic family. This is what they do on Christmas. Yeah, and that's the, that's the plot. Yeah, it's it the plot. Then the plot is terrible. I mean, I like the hills have eyes. That makes sense, but it's super low budget. So it's super low budget, which which is kind of its charm. Mm-hmm. I've watched this movie twice. It's two times too many. This movie's a three. This movie's awful. This movie's fantastic. This movie's awful. You're insane. I never want to see it again. You're, ever. You're, dude, you're nuts. <laughs> this is the kind of movie where you have to just just relax and like, just have a good time and watch the craziness on scene. That's it. Oh, fuck. So that's the show and the last show for this year. Our year 2023 is now over. Good. So find us at Facebook at Flick Magnet, Instagram at Flick Magnet, and email us your likes, your suggestions, what you want us to do. I mean, there's people listening. I can see it in our metrics. Email us, flickmagnetpod at yahoo.com. Stay tuned for the trailer for the next movie we're doing, and thanks for listening. Have a Merry Christmas.
Happy New Year? Yes. Hanukkah's over. Yes. Happy Toyota Thon. Happy Honda Days. Happy Honda Days. See ya. Can we cut? What is going on here? Hey, I'm about to jump off this, this helicopter like Wesley Snipes. I'm doing the scene right now. What scene? The scene is about emotionality. Where is it? Oh, God. I am dealing with a bunch of prima donnas. The action guy. Who left the fridge open? The award winner. Critically acclaimed Australian actor Kirk Lazarus underwent a controversial procedure in order to play the platoon's African-American sergeant. I know who I am. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. The comedian. You think you can do what I do? Take a picture of this. This summer. I want to make this movie, right? We take those boys up there, put them in the trees, shoot the whole thing gorilla style. Real fear in the right. Yes! Yes! The movie they think they're making. Exterior. Rainforest. Dust. Cut to a frightening jungle. Isn't a movie anymore. Don't let it make it. Wow. This feels pretty real. Exactly. Let's use it. Uh -huh. Some of us might not make it back. What do you mean? Like, not on the same flight? We'll send you here. Oh, hey, dude, you alright? Totally lean into that, bro. You wanna do one more? What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Tropic Thunder. To go a lot of trying just to get up that here. No, we up in the big league. That's the theme song for the Jefferson. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You out of your mind. What? You really need help. Man, just because the theme song don't make it not true. Merry Christmas, bitch. <laughs> ah! Oh! <laughs>